ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, June 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It's the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, about 5.15, we're going to hear from Bernie Dolan from the WVSSAC. They have got their plan ready to allow some activity to begin for student athletes. So we're going to hear from him a little bit about that plan. And then coming up, Approximately 5.30, we'll hear from the Director of Athletics of Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. Got a lot to get into with him. Today's a big day as voluntary workouts begin. This is the start date of that. And there were protocols put into place to keep the student-athletes safe because the health and safety and the well-being, that's the key priority here right now. And Marshall sent out the news this morning that because of their testing protocols, They were able to detect two student-athletes and one employee with a positive test. They were able to test all these coming in, and they found that two student-athletes and one employee tested positive for the virus over the weekend. So what does that mean? That means now they're going to be, of course, quarantined. They're going to be treated as best because, again, we don't have a cure for this. But they are now going to be in quarantine and they're going to deal with what the uh, health officials have them do as far as the protocols and everything that's involved with that. Be, be honest, it's a good thing. You don't want these young athletes to have – you don't want them to have it. I mean let's just go there. Let's be honest. But at the same time, I think that the testing is good. You, you want to have testing that catches this. And you don't introduce these young men into a, a more populous population with other fellow student-athletes. So they're right now in quarantine, and their close contacts are being identified and instructed to follow appropriate protocols. That includes quarantine or self-isolation as well, as I'm sure they'll be all trying to get a test as well. We'll see what happens. But again, these will be, of course, individuals that will be outside of the student-athletes. But I think the protocols, they worked. They worked because you didn't introduce anyone who was infected. And they were all asymptomatic, according to the release. So we'll talk to Mr. Hamrick about that. And we'll be the sole focus of this because he's got a, a full plate. And we'll talk about everything that's been going on with him, catch up with him. Also, we'll talk about what's happening as far as the high school level is concerned because you want to also make sure that you're putting these young men and these young women in safe environments, and how do you do that? Testing. I mean, that's what we've been talking about, testing. As far as sports concerned, testing. That's the biggest thing to begin. I want to go ahead and get our first commercial break in now because I want to have plenty of time with Bernie Dolan. I want to give him a chance to talk for a few minutes, and then I want to have plenty of time with Mike Hamrick. Uh, We've got two, I think, outstanding guests coming up, so appreciate you checking in today and tuning in. And we'll have more, including Bernie Dolan, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday, June 1st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick will join me about 5.30, but we want to turn our attention to high school athletics in the state of West Virginia. And joining me now from the SSAC is Bernie Dolan and Bernie uh, this has been a trying time. Thanks for coming on. Um, the SSAC releasing a couple of days ago a pretty comprehensive plan to help assist getting student athletes back in, I guess, the motion of getting restarted for, for hopefully, potentially, uh, fall athletics. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, obviously, the kids haven't done anything organized uh, in two months. Uh, going on two and a half months. So, um, you know, we thought everybody's pretty much changed their three-week window to July. We ought to take this time and try to get them reacclimated to uh, conditioning. Um, you know, the first month, two weeks is a phase one is uh, just an hour's worth of workout. But more importantly, getting them back with the group that they're comfortable with, they enjoy, um, it's part of their life. And then the second two weeks is a little bit more intense because you got a little longer time. And then finally after that, you you know, we're breaking into sports-specific stuff. So the first month is going to be non-sports-specific because you're not allowed to – right now you're not allowed to do anything during those weeks anyway. Um, only during the three-week window you're allowed to do – sports-specific things. So kind of meshes with our overall plan, but it gives everybody an idea, hey, let's go ahead and get started, see if we can get this thing rolling. Yeah, because you don't want to go into that period and just start back up. So this is more like a soft opening, like a store would. Get things running, kind of figure out what you need to do. And I know you had to spend a lot of time on this plan because health and safety is the big concern right now. Oh, certainly, you know, and for the kids, you know, they probably would blow through it without knowing anything. But, you know, with, uh, you know, the more you read about the Kawasaki, the more you got to pay attention to it. And, uh, you know, we don't want our kids getting sick. and We also don't want them taking anything back home. Bernie Dolan's with us from the WVSSAC. So soft opening, trying to, to make sure everyone is – staying healthy, practicing smart social distancing. And this isn't anything new to you. I mean, after all, we got 55 counties in the state of West Virginia, so that means there's a lot of moving parts here. Just how difficult has it been for you to make sure that we could get to this point and keep everybody all on the same page? Well, I mean, fortunately, you know, uh, they're all members of the association, you know, so all the principals have a vested interest in the SSAC. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they want it to be successful. They want the best plan for their kids and their teams so it can be safe. You know, if we didn't do our conditioning and didn't kind of control it, you know, we could go, we could start July 6th, but there'd probably be a lot of injuries uh, because the kids just weren't ready for it. So. Uh, it, it has been a challenge, um, but, you know, the principals really know that it's, 
get the kids we're looking out for and trying to do the right thing. So they've been on board. Uh, we'll have a conference call tomorrow morning just to go back over the uh, guidelines and make sure everybody, uh, you know, when you read, you know, a couple page document and has a lot of things in it, there could be a lot of interpretation in there. And uh, we just want to kind of make sure everybody's on the same page, uh, health and safety of the kids first, and then uh, moving forward from there. Bernie Dolan's with us from the WVSSAC. And I guess the big concern here is you're doing everything you can to get ready for a season, but I mean, to be honest, we still don't know what a season looks like. Will that mean a season without fans? I can't imagine high school athletics being played without fans. I can't imagine high school athletics being played without students in attendance in a regular classroom environment. I know we're a few months off, so we still got plenty of time to sort all of this out, but I mean, what do you envision happening here the next few months? Or what are you what are you seeing in your crystal ball? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you go back a little further, I don't think anybody envisioned us having no spring sports, no state championship in basketball. I mean, so this is totally uh, in a new world for us and for everybody. You know, one thing I do know is uh, nobody likes no athletics. And so um, my message to the coaches, to the players, to the parents, to the principals, we got to do whatever we can do to make this as safe as possible. And that means doing all the right things. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be tedious and it's going to be like a pain in the neck sometimes. But the other option is nothing. And I don't think anybody wants that. So, you know, we're moving forward to give ourselves the best possible chance. So if we get to go, we're ready to go. We don't have to jump in and try to start conditioning at that point. Do you anticipate if you get the go, it's going to be on time? Or are there plans made for, okay, maybe we get the go, but it's going to be a little bit later in the season. I'm sure you've got several blueprints that you're, you're trying to put together to, to navigate this. Yeah, we've looked at, you know, a number of options. You know, I mean, they're still trying to figure out what we're going to do when we get, you know, when school rolls around. You know, we've heard different variations of what school was going to look like, uh, you know, but we fully expect you're going to have to, school's going to have to be open in order for us to have any activities. So it's just going to be a matter of making sure, uh, you know, if it's, you know, you, you think about it and you think that football and um, basketball are the two real money makers in most sports and in our office, too. It's clearly those are the two biggest ones. Now, the other ones, there's different levels, but we do have some sports that make no money, lose money. And so uh, it, it's incumbent on these schools to have fans in the stands for football because that picks up the slack on volleyball, on soccer, on cross country and golf and all those other sports that you wouldn't be able to play if you didn't have football. So, uh, you know, we keep planning as if it's going to be there, but we also, you know, have a have an idea there could be an issue. Bernie Dolan's with us from the SSAC. Do you 
knowing you, I'm sure you've been in touch with other states, or at least you're aware of other states and what they're doing. Here in West Virginia, it feels like maybe West Virginia is ahead of the curve on a lot of this, and and the infection rate is low in the state, and the health and, and safety has been, I think, paramount to what the governor's been trying to do. Do you feel if you were in any other state, maybe you couldn't start this fast or get to this point quickly or as quick? Yeah, I think so. At least not on a statewide level. If you look at Western Virginia, you know, I'm sure they look a lot like West Virginia. You know, they're rural and, uh, you know, they some of them don't have any cases either. You know, but, uh, you know, you go to Eastern Virginia and, and then over near D.C. and it's like still a hotbed. You know, we were on a conference call with the... Uh, other executive directors from our section, which is Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Delaware, D.C., Maryland, and us, and Virginia. And, you know, we're talking about our low rates. And they said, well, how many cases do you have? Well, this is the time we had 1,500 cases. So it was probably two weeks ago. And uh, one guy said, 1,500? We got that many yesterday, you know, because they've got the big city. So... I'm sure they're not going to be able to um, pull the trigger uh, near the same time or at least with the same confidence that we're going to be able to pull it. You know, you you think, you know, we have, I don't know, 600 cases totally in the whole state that are still active, something like that. You know, that's not very many. So, you know, we're hoping that, you know, we've done the right things. We do social distancing. And we want to make sure over the next two months, three months, that we still do those some same things. We don't want any missteps in June and July from athletics to cause a, a uh, outbreak and then all of a sudden shut down August. You know, so um, we're trying to keep them separate, but get them back with their coaches, and so they can really uh, begin to assimilate back into a team. And you mentioned the assimilation getting back for a lot of these young men and and women when we get to more activities. The health issue, this might be the first time in a few months that they've really had someone who can kind of keep an eye on them health-wise. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, The school provides so many services and so many times um, you don't know what's going on with the kid until maybe a coach sees something. Exactly, exactly. And you know, extracurricular activities are so important for these kids. It's their part of inclusion. You know, it's where they feel like they belong. And, uh, you know, they've been missing that for right now. You know, there may be some connections through virtual and things like that, but there's nothing like uh, being face-to-face with your coach or your teammates. Bernie Dolan's joining us from the SSAC, and I know it's been a tough few months for you. It's been a tough few months for everybody, but uh, it, this feels like it's it's a good rebound plan. It, it really keeps the kids' uh, best interest. And you know, the only thing I don't see in your plan is maybe have an SSAC-branded face mask. Just encourage everyone to wear that. Well, I actually, that's not in there, but I thought that it might be a great opportunity for schools uh, to come up with a mask. You know, um, so that, you know, you can have a little pride wearing it. And 
and not make it such a big deal that it's a pain. You know, I, I always compare it because it's safe. You know that if you're in an accident, that seatbelt's going to save you. And early on, people didn't do it. You know, they fought it. But right now, most people just get in the car and put their seatbelt on, don't even think about it. So if you think of it in those terms and think of it in the terms of if we don't do what's necessary, we're not going to have anything. So do you want to be a little uncomfortable in the stands or on the field, or do you want nothing? So we think that it's a good start. And we think we're going to put ourselves in a good position to be able to move forward come August and September. I think you're onto something there. We could have a fundraiser. Every every school has their own yeah. school branded face mask just to take that stigma <laughs> away a little bit more. And you know, if um, if I'm a young athlete, say Cabell Midland or Huntington High or Spring Valley in our our area or Wayne or many of the other schools, you know, if I had a Wayne Pioneer face mask and I'm supporting my the Pioneers. I mean, maybe more people would realize, hey, this isn't such a, a bad idea. Yeah, and, and I always say that our coaches play an important role in the community because if you go to a game, that whole community takes on the personality of the coach. And so the coaches have a great opportunity to lead the players, lead the fans, all be a good example of what you should do. Hey, it's tough times. Let's get through it. But here's a couple of things we got to do. These are not the toughest things in the world to do. You know, we're not asking you to uh, move a mountain. We're asking you to put a, a you know a uh, you know a mask on at times and keep social distancing. You know, it's possible we're going to go to the games and you're going to be every other seat. You know, um, and you're going to be every other row. You know, uh, and th- so that's going to be a challenge. You know, the other, you know, we always you think of all the challenges we got, you know, when the final gun goes off, what's everybody do? Everybody gets up and walks down there, then they stand in line. You know, we're not going to be able to do that. If we're fortunate enough to keep, to be able to play the game with fans, then we're going to have to have an organized dismissal just as we have, you know, people come into the game half hour, 45 minutes early. We're going to need that same half hour, 45 minutes just to get people out in a timely fashion. Almost, you know, when you're in church and your pew goes, and you, the, other, the next people just wait until that pew goes that you get up and go. You know, we might have to do something like that, but we'll have to be creative and safe, you know, and uh, there'll be a lot of people who say you can't do it. There's a lot of us, including our coaches and principals, who want to see it done. So we'll come up with a way that is safe. Yeah, I don't mind waiting in my seat an f- extra few minutes. Not, not That's really. Right. Yeah, it's not a hardship. I mean, where else am I going? Just think you're, you're right. You're not going to sit in traffic because by the time you get up, those people that went first are going to be in their car and gone. You know, and it does. It is going to take a change because normally you get out there and you stay around in the parking lot and you talk about the game and you, some people relive the game that night. But you know, we're going to ask you for this year. Let's keep moving. Get in your car. Get going. So we hope that if we can work on a couple of these plans and schools can look at their their facilities and say, hey, how can we get in and get out? Let's do it. Bernie Dolan, my guest from the SSAC. Bernie, good catching up with you again. Uh, hopefully we can do it sooner than later. And uh, this sounds like um, you're on the right path here to get this thing restarted. 
We hope, and I think everybody will be excited to get back at it. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Okay. Bernie Dolan, there's the plan. SSAC, they're trying to get ahead of schedule here with their guidelines, and this is the key here, uh, giving these student-athletes in a safe environment the opportunity to prepare for a season because we don't know what athletics are going to look like here in the next few months. Uh, I do know this. Um, when we come back from break, we'll have the athletic director of Marshall University, Mike Hamrick, join us on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, today, the student-athletes at Marshall University are back on campus for voluntary workouts, uh, which are going to be conducted in a controlled and safe environment. And to give us a little bit more information on that, good to always welcome back to the program, Director of Athletics at Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. And um, welcome back. It's, uh, it's been a long couple of months since we last spoke. Well, it has been. It's been, uh, what, two, two and a half months, and it's it's uh, those two and two and a half months have seemed like about two, two and a half years. They've been so long. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the one thing you know we can take away from this is this. I've said this a few times. I've been most impressed with the way Marshall's handled everything. Yeah, I don't hear reports coming out, things being thrown out there or anybody from the athletic department just saying things half cocked. I mean, every time that we hear from you or one of the coaches you know, it's been informative. It's been measured. You know, yeah. I think you know what I'm. I'm going. You know, you haven't just been out there. You know, just talking to hear yourselves. I think Marshall's been really smart in how you've addressed this and taken this as the days have gone. Well, I, I I would agree with you. I think you're right. I think in situations like this, the worst thing you can do is put out information just to put out information. You've got to put out accurate information. Uh, it's got to be precise, and it's got to be timely, Paul. And and sometimes when you don't put out information, people say, well, they're not being very transparent. And uh, the situation that we, we're all dealing with, especially in, in our case at Marshall, not only with our university, but with our athletic program, it's something that's very fluid. And it's something that in in some cases, changes every day or every week so we we we've been transparent uh, we we've made it very clear to whomever that wants to listen that we have a plan in place we have policies we have procedures and we have followed those and we've been working on those and i say we it's been a it's a lot of people we've been working on those for the last six to seven weeks and our plan today as you and I are speaking here today has worked and and it's no secret that that uh, we've brought back our football players for voluntary uh, preseason uh, workout conditioning and workout and uh, our our plan uh, was put into place and we had two positive covid uh, tests we had two student athletes that tested positive. Uh, we we 
went through our process. We went through our, our plan. Those student-athletes are safe. Our other student-athletes we feel are safe because of, 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 of what we've done and how we've done it. And at the same time, with our announcement today, it was the appropriate announcement. It was at the appropriate time we announced that we have two positive student-athletes with the coronavirus. And what that announcement and what those positive say, it says our plan's working. We've caught it. We've caught two individuals so we can so we can deal with their health and their safety first and foremost. And then we can deal with the individuals who have been around them or who were going to be around them uh, are now in all in a lot better place because of our planning and, and what we've done. And my hat's off to so many people that have been a part of that. I was talking to Bernie Dolan earlier, and one of the things that we were talking about is the fact that the reason you're bringing back student-athletes is in part because, be honest, maybe these student-athletes are going to be in a better place with the coaches and everything else that goes into keeping a, a young man, a young woman, safe, healthy, I mean, you're going to catch things. I mean, these two individuals didn't even have a clue. They were asymptomatic, according to the release. So, yeah, there's no indicator there that they even had it. So, I mean, today they're in a better place, as you just mentioned, because Marshall was able to catch that. Well, they are, and I think both those student-athletes really appreciate that they are in a better place. And my argument from from day one has been if we have our student-athletes here our football players who we've brought back and then we will continue to work on our plan to eventually bring all our student athletes back. But it, with the plan that we put into place, those student athletes are much safer here in a controlled and a monitored environment that we're going to have them in. And it's up, Paul, it's up to those student athletes to determine if they want to follow the policies and if they want to follow the procedures, and if they do, we feel they'll be they'll be safe. So, uh, it, it it someone someone said to me this morning, "Oh, Mike, I I, I bet you're pulling your hair out, that, and you're so disappointed that you had two positive results." And I said, "Absolutely not. Totally the opposite. I'm happy. I'm 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 ecstatic." Not that these young men are, are positive for the virus. No, not at all. But I'm ecstatic and, and happy that we have caught it and we're able to provide the support and help to these young men who, like you said, Paul, they had no clue. They, they had come in contact with anybody, anyone who had the virus. And so they're in a better place. Uh, our, our team's in a better place. Our staff that work with these young men are in a better place. And and so, again, I appreciate your comments that we've done everything uh, above board. We've done everything in a timely manner. And uh, we've got a bunch of professionals at Marshall University that know what they're doing. And, and it's just not uh, you fly by the seat of your pants in doing things. We don't do that. Some people want us to, but we're not going to do that. And we're going to put out information when it's, when it's the proper time to put it out. What I've appreciated the most, because I have more of a vested interest in Marshall than I, I do with other universities, but the thing I read constantly stories about 
you know, what are we going to do? We're going to have, you know, if we have fans, don't have fans, what are we going to do here with our budget? What are we going to do? Or here's what we, we're going to do. And all of this is still speculation right now. I mean, you know the budget better than I do. You know what's going on. You have plans in place, but there's no, and it would make for boring radio, and I get that, and I'm okay with that, but there's still no need for you just to come out and say, you know, we, we might have 50% capacity. We might have 25%. We might not have any fans. Um, our programs are financially strapped. I mean, right now, you know, you're taking this day by day and going by everything that you can do today. And, and, and you do, Paul. It's step by step. This is so fluid. It changes every day. But the, the I, I hope if there's one thing you appreciate how we've handled all this, we've put the health, the safety, and the welfare of our student athletes, our coaches, our staff, and the people that are around them as a number one priority. Right now, as we bring our student athletes back to campus, and Paul, we can't play football in the fall if these kids aren't back here and they're not safe and they're not in proper condition to play a very demanding, difficult game. So our main focus has been one: let's get these let's get these student athletes back here. Let's make sure they're safe because if we don't have them, it doesn't make any difference about our budget. It doesn't make any difference about how many fans we put in the stand. It doesn't. It doesn't make any difference if you get a tailgate or where you park or what you do. That your your number one priority, your diamonds in 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 your ring, are your players, and that's what we're focusing on now. With that said, yeah, all the other scenarios that you have talked about, absolutely, we're spending hours putting in contingency plans and trying to deal with those things, but it's just not right now proper time to comment on all that because you don't want to comment on something and be totally wrong because something changes the next day at the appropriate time we, we will get out the appropriate information but again let let me emphasize our number one priority has been to get our people back because our people are our biggest most valuable resource to get them back and make sure they're safe and to that when the season ticket plan came out a few weeks ago to basically inform ticket holders, hey, if you buy your tickets, if we have a season, you're good. If we don't have a season, you're good. And I noticed just by following some of the other universities, uh, those plans came out a little bit later, maybe after what was announced at Marshall. I mean, we're so fluid right now, but those season ticket holders, I'm sure – are all concerned, worried, hey, what are we going to do if we have a season? And you know, I thought you put out a, a really comprehensive plan, which honestly, if you were worried about yeah, giving money to the university, I, I think you, you addressed it pretty succinctly. We did. We did. We told them, hey, you know, we're not going to make you pay for something and keep your money that you don't get. And that's how you continue to have credibility with your fans, with your fan base. And, uh, so, so that was at the appropriate time. It was season ticket renewal time. We people had questions. They asked us those questions. We we formulated a policy and we answered them. And then quite quite honestly, Paul, we don't have our final season uh, football ticket renewal, but uh, uh, which date? Which was Friday? 
Uh, we're still getting our renewals in over the weekend and ones that have been mailed on Friday and Saturday. But quite honestly, you heard it here first, our season ticket sales uh, look look like they're going to be really good. Renewal rates are going to be good compared to what we thought they would be. Now, do I have that final number yet? I don't, but I should have that at, at, at some point. And so that has been very positive and very often we've been very optimistic about that. And I think that's a byproduct of getting out information that, that again, is accurate and timely to the people that support your program. Mike Amrick is with us, Director of Athletics at Marshall University. Um, you're pretty busy, not just with running the athletic department, but with your involvement as well with the Oversight Committee and everything else. I mean, you're probably on the ground more than most athletic directors as far as the day-to-day. Um, is there anything you maybe could share or you would like to, to get out there that people you think people should know or you would like them to know? Well, I, I just know that people in my positions uh, were – we're committed to playing football if it if it can be done in a safe manner. I mean, we the the NCAA uh, and 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 like you said, I'm on the NCAA football oversight committee. I think there's 13 of us, and we pretty much uh, uh, anything that has to do with college football we oversee and we we make the final recommendations to the NCAA council. But our committee has been committed that we're going to do everything possible play football and we made the determination that june 1st today would be the first day that that student athletes football players could come back and participate in the weight rooms in voluntary workouts and they need those workouts uh paul because they've got to get themselves in shape to play football but with that statement and with what we're seeing football players returning back to campuses to me, that is a very good sign. It's only a sign. It's not a. It's 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 not the final decision, but it's a great sign that we're slowly bringing everybody together to get ready to play football. And and I told our players, I met with every one of them yesterday, in small groups, socially distanced, with face masks on, after their temperatures has been taken, after they have filled out health information after they've all been tested i've met with them and in and 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 went over the do's and don'ts but i basically said hey guys listen football season if it's going to be played this this fall it's going to depend a lot on how you carry yourself the next two months If, if if you can prove if we can prove not just marshall and everybody that we can bring you back to campus we can put you in a safe environment and you can stay safe because you do what we ask you to do when you leave our building or you leave our campus and we have we don't have spikes in the virus. We we don't have twenty or thirty players testing positive. If we can do that, that's gonna go a long way whether you get to play football in the fall. And and I hope our players understood that. Most of them will. Maybe a few of them won't. I don't know, but I think most of them will. So this is a test case, Paul, bringing these students back to campus to try to uh, uh, see if they can operate in an environment that's safe and stay safe. We we tested a hundred and some uh, people. 
last last Wednesday, we had two student athletes test positive out of that, and one staff member that really wasn't associated with the football program on a day-to-day basis. That's three out of 110, 115. You know, that's right at the rate in, in, and way below the rate in some areas. So, And, and we believe uh, all three of those did not originate on Marshall's campus or within our facilities. Those were brought with them from other places. And we found them. We dealt with them. So what we're doing is working. Mike Kamrick's my guest, the director of athletics at Marshall University today, beginning the voluntary workouts on campus. And uh, just a couple of things, and I, I don't know if you're able to ad- address these things or not. I know you can probably address it specifically at Marshall, but yeah, you know, over the last two and a half months talking with coaches, uh, the one thing that has constantly come up, or at least I've addressed with them, is the fact that it feels good knowing that they're not worried for their jobs. Because I've heard, you know, countless stories and seen, and some of this is anecdotal, but other universities, the budgets are tough and they're making decisions. And, you know, you've been a a pretty, you know, you've been a pillar basically saying, look, that's not on the table at this time. It's got to feel good if I'm a coach at Marshall University, you know, my athletic director has got my back. Well, coaches, coaches are, are, uh, coaches and our student athletes are, are what make us go. And uh, we're in a situation right now and we're working through it where uh, our, all our programs are safe, uh, our coaches are safe at this point, and, uh, you know, again, it's day-to-day, but, but, Paul, I look around the country, and I read an article somewhere that over 100 sports programs have been dropped in the last three to four weeks, and that's alarming to me because that's taken away opportunities from many, many student-athletes. And uh, uh, our our number one priority, like I said, is our student athlete, and we're not at, we're not at that place. Uh, ag- again, our our fan base will have a lot to do with that. Where we go, if they support our program, uh, which I believe they will. Uh, if they don't, then and you don't have the revenue you need, it's hard to tell where you have to go. But but right now, uh, we're moving forward. Uh, it was a great uplifting sign to see these student student athletes walking around our facilities today even though they had to enter a certain way and exit a certain way and you know some of them were hard to hard to make out with their masks on and their protective stuff but we're doing that for them and our our student athletes have, have really responded in a very very positive way and so have our coaches so i i couldn't be more proud of, of a group in our in our staff and our coaches and our medical staff and uh, the safety people on campus. This has been a joint effort from from the president clear down to the the, the assistant trainer who's who's you know taping ankles and disinfecting uh, uh, taping stations and strength coaches, assistant strength coaches for disinfecting the benches and the squat rack and the weights and. We all just got to put our hand in in on the oar, and we all got to row to get row the boat together. And I think we are. Mike Cambrick, my guest, director of athletics at Marshall University. Mike, thank you. Appreciate you coming on today and talking to me. And I hope we can do it again real soon. Paul, I always enjoy visiting with you. Thank you so much for having me.
Mike Hamrick, my guest, the director of athletics at Marshall University. Good hearing from him. We'll take our final break, come back, and we will wrap up today's edition of the program here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the final segment, The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Some Conference USA news to tell you about today. Just following along with what's been happening over the last several weeks and months with some of the Conference USA schools and FAU, story that came out today in the Orlando Sentinel. In the Orlando Sentinel, FAU hopes 2020 college football season to be played on time, but preparing for other scenarios. So this is what came out of the Sentinel today. FAU being one of several universities throughout the country, allowing its student-athletes to return to campus, starting with its football players. Now, June 8th is their day. So Marshall was ahead of some of these other institutions. But again, I think Marshall had a plan in place, a better focus of what they would do with the date if the date was June 1st. So here's what they say. This is Brian White, the vice president and director of athletics. I don't think any of us can predict the future in this current environment. Now, they're looking at scenarios including how it's going to affect the university and athletic department budget if there was an eight-game college football season instead of a a 12-game season, the impact of having no or a limited amount of fans in the stadium if the Owls were allowed to host games and or if the season were played in the spring instead of the fall. I mean, these are all scenarios. And again, it's all fluid. We don't know what's going to happen on a daily or weekly basis tick really I don't know where we go with this you have to prepare that's the thing you have to prepare as if there's going to be a season if you can do it safely if you can prove that you can bring students back to your campus and you can do it safely you can do it in a manner in which you are minimizing their risk at the same time maintaining their health I think we can move on to the next step and the next step yeah, the ultimate question for me is always going to be, what's it going to look like once we get to game day? What's game day going to look like? And the unknown sometimes. It's it's frightful. Sometimes it's exciting. You know, sometimes there's anxiety because of the unknown. I, I mean, I don't know. On a daily basis, I don't know. And I think the best thing we can do, and I've thought about this, is let's just deal with it. Let's just go one day at a time. Let's just deal with it. Because, yeah, I'm going to ask that question every day. What's it going to look like on game day? What's game day going to consist of? And honestly, I won't know until I know. So we can talk about it, but at the same time, I think we need to just focus on, okay, here's where we're at now. Students are on campus. Students are being tested. Students are going to be able to work with university officials, athletic department, health officials. They're going to have – an opportunity if they are positive, they could be quarantined, they'll be made aware, they have an opportunity now to be in a better place. I mean, those are all things that Mike Hamrick said. They're in a better place, and I agree. The two student athletes that will remain unnamed because of privacy uh, issues. That's not even probably the right way to say that, of privacy concerns. The fact of the matter is that two student athletes we know have tested positive and they're being taken care of. 
So that's where we're at right now. And again, I was uh, I was being very sincere. Yeah, you know, it would make my life easier if there was just a nonstop fountain of just stuff flowing. But at the same time, I'd rather have just the right things. Just give just you know when it's appropriate, give me the right things. Because trust me, there are going to be athletic directors and coaches all across the country that are going to say things. And we're going to, of course, talk about all the things they say. Uh, I want to thank my guests that came on the program today. I want to thank Bernie Dolan, the secretary of the SSAC. Also, um, Mike Cameron, director of athletics, Marshall University. I appreciate him coming on the program today, uh, really helping me on this day. Because honestly, um, it's just... It's not the same. I mean, that's how important sports are, at least in our corner of the world. That's how important sports are to us. We want to put the health and safety and the well-being of the participants at the forefront, utmost important. Without them, we've got nothing. So we want to put their health and their safety and their well-being before everything else. But at the same time, uh, you see how important it is now. Let's just be quite honest without sports i'm not here i'm not here on a daily basis so uh, we uh we definitely hope that uh, we get back to a point in time where we've got sports because after all sports is our release for a lot of us uh, this is where we go when things are tough and uh, right now let's be quite honest with the, ourselves things are tough and that's going to do it for this edition of the show thanks for tuning in back tomorrow here on espn 94.1 fm and am 930